0: Day 33. I had a troubling moment today when I realised that my age was greater than the combined ages of the three medalists in the women's park skateboarding. Sky Brown, who won the gold medal, had a phrase on her helmet that would be an appropriate motto for camp. Be brave, have fun and do it because you love it. Not that long ago, it looked like summer camps in Canada were not going to be able to happen again this year. It is really great that health regulations have relaxed as COVID vaccinations have picked up and that camp is going ahead in some form or other at all our sites. There are restrictions on numbers, testing protocols and policies to follow, but we will be able to welcome young people and give them a great holiday as they discover Jesus in community in the beauty of creation. Today, I'm thankful for our fantastic staff and volunteers who have worked hard to get teams in place and facilities ready at short notice, who are brave, have fun, and do it because they love God. Today, I'm also thankful for the leader in training programmes that have been run at many camps, and for the encouragement of young leaders being developed. I appreciate the many people who have made this happen. I'm also grateful for Dave Easton and the work he has been doing with InterVarsity, developing our hybrid leadership training initiative, combining online with physical interaction and integrating camp and high school ministry. In Act 5 of Richard III, the king is frustrated and desperate. He's been battling on foot and killed a number of decoys dressed as his enemy. But he now badly wants a horse, so utters the famous line. A horse! A horse! My kingdom for a horse! I'm not sure, but I think that might have been Kenneth Branagh. In a moment of appreciating the enormity of his circumstances, he is willing to trade everything for a chance of victory. Where we put our security can change under pressure. Our hope and longing can find focus on things that seem like our only chance. David addresses this very issue in Psalm 33. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. The symbols of power and the commonly held guarantors of success and security are not sufficient. Like Shakespeare's Richard, kings will face a stronger foe with a bigger army. We can put our hope in financial security, positional authority, looks and reputation, diet and exercise, friends and family, or any number of other things. But we will face an inevitable situation in life or death when these strengths will not prove sufficient for the challenge. The word of the Lord comes to Zerubbabel, He is told that God's work is advanced not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Yet still the temptation to trust in leaders, buildings, budgets and programmes is immense. These things are important, but are not the key. A horse has great strength, but it will not save. I know that unless the Lord builds the house, we labour in vain. But I keep thinking that money, people, strategy and initiative are what will make the critical difference. You need to raise funds, hire staff, plan strategy and create initiative. But this has to be done in the context of prayer and praise. It has to come through spiritual discernment and with God's power, not my cleverness and energy. is a leader who is in the habit of taking things to God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skilfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you, David expresses joy. This is a new song to sing. Instruments are to be played with skill and incorporating some joyful shouting. The reason for this is that the Lord is right, true and faithful. The character of God is expressed further in the next section, that he loves righteousness and justice that he is the creator of the highest heavens and the deepest seas. The final frontiers are within the Lord's creation, and people should acknowledge that with awe. God is not just sovereign over creation, but over the nations. The Lord is not apart from history or politics, but furthers his plans, protects his people, fulfills his promises and opposes his enemies. God reveals his heart in this and sees the hearts of people and how these align. This is a huge encouragement. God is not blindsided by pandemics, wars, disasters or the rise and fall of empires. God alone has the power to save, so we wait on him. The hope is expressed of deliverance from death and sustenance through famine. This translates to waiting in hope and trusting in his name. At the end of the play, Richard III, who lacked a horse, loses his kingdom. His nemesis, the Earl of Richmond, is crowned King Henry VII, and all Richard's schemes, deceptions, and murderous intrigue amount to naught. Shakespeare didn't work this out, but the battlefield tragedy did at least point future generations to a rainbow. Richard of York gave battle in vain. We do not battle in vain, but cry to the Lord. And we do not plea for a horse, we hope in the Lord.